Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. Amen. Are you ready for an experience? Hallelujah. But I want you to thank those two people in the back. Praise God. I mean, I want you to stand at your feet. And thank them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Mom and Dad Jacobs, praise God. We're so excited. You know, I'm so thankful that God gave me a pastor. You know, your life don't start till God give you the pastor he want to give you. Amen. You can go to church, but God didn't tell you he was going to give you a church. He said he's going to give you a pastor. Amen. And, um, and when he gives you that pastor, you become a part of that local church and you enter into the anointing that's associated with that local church. You enter into a power. Amen. You get connected with a divine power from heaven that's going to help you fulfill your destiny. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. Somebody say, I'm going to finish. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to finish. That's the most important thing that can happen in your life. You're going to finish. And so it's fitting that this conference is called uh, Forward or Moving Forward. Amen. Because God has a plan and a purpose for your life and forward progression is constantly necessary in order for you to fulfill what God has for you. Amen. From the moment, the moment you were born in this earth, God puts you here for a purpose. Amen. Nothing is ever birthed in this planet without a purpose. Nothing is ever birthed in this planet. Nothing here it created, brought here by the word of God and by the plan of God is here without purpose, without destiny. Amen. And you have a purpose. And as you begin to move forward in life and as you begin to have encounters with God, encounters in places where God has chosen to meet you, you begin to find out who you really are and what you're called to do. And it's your job to continue as God begins to give you insight, as God begins to give you wisdom about who you are, you begin to understand the direction and the progression and what you're supposed to do and move forward in doing that. Amen. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And it's beyond what you can dream of, it's beyond what you can understand right here and now. Some of you know a little bit more than others. But as you get old or as you desire it, praise God, you, one of the things you learned that out in the world, there's no purpose for you out there. Amen. Say amen to that. Praise God. If you, if, you, if, you, if you don't understand that, just say amen anyway because it's right. There's no purpose out there for you in the world. You know, I had to learn, learn that as a young person. And, you know, one of the things that's so exciting about ministering is we don't want to see you make the same mistakes we made coming up. Praise God. So it's better to listen. Amen. It's better, than li- it's better to listen than to go through. Amen. Praise God. It's better to listen not to touch the stove than to go over and touch it. Now you're going to need some kind of ointment over here and all this bandage and all this stuff like it. But you don't have to go through that if you just listen to us. God has a purpose for your life. Amen. And because you have purpose, then you're going to have persecution. Or you're going to have pressure. And because there's assignment on your life, pressure's going to come to you. And it doesn't matter if you understand that you have purpose. And, and therefore, from the time you are birthed in this earth, the enemy starts arraying a plan against you to derail the purpose of God in your life. You start listening about testimonies and listen to Pastor Alvin and, and listen to Sister Morgan minister this morning. Sometimes it's temptations that come to try to keep you from fulfilling your destiny. The enemy wants to put disqualifiers in your way so that you don't fulfill the assignment that comes in your life. Or then if the disqualifiers don't work, then he tries to put pressure. I heard somebody say the number one 
The assignment of the devil is to make sure you never get born again. That from the time you're born, he wants to have such a demonic presence in your family and around your life that you never get an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You ought to thank God that you're here today. There's a lot of temptations and pressures that the enemy has brought, but you've gotten victory over them tonight because you are, you are sitting in here. It wasn't the enemy's plan that you would be here tonight, but he's God have worked in your life and you done found yourself at Country Lake Camp. That means the power of God is working in your life. It took power to get here. If you're going to move forward in life, you're going to have to have some power. Amen. You go from purpose to persecution, then you need the power so you can get the victory. Amen. And so all your life you want to draw on the power of God. I want to talk to you tonight about moving forward takes power. It takes power to move forward. It takes power to take a step. It takes power to walk. It takes power. And that's why Jesus said you shall receive power. Amen. Praise God. And, and because, and God had to get some, he has to get some unique power, power that nobody had ever seen before because of the pressures that you will go through in order to fulfill God's plan for your life. Some of you have been through a lot of trials. Some of you have been through a lot of tests and pressure. Some of you had your friends leave you. Some of you had your feelings hurt. Some of you have some challenges at home. Some of you got some challenges in your community because the enemy is working to keep you from fulfilling your destiny. The church has gone through a lot of challenges. We've had to look at the news and watch, watch all kinds of sickness and diseases and all kinds of strife and all kinds of challenges that come on. And those things come to weary people and wear them down. It's coming. We're coming in a time where pressure is coming. But you ought to thank God. God puts you in a place where power is available. Amen. Praise God. You can have all the talent. You can have you can be in the right neighborhood. You can have the right right situation around you. But you got to have power to fulfill God's plan for your life. Don't you want to finish? Praise God. What God created you to do. Praise God. Then it's going to take power to do it. You got to go through discouragement. You got to go through challenges and all kinds of situations to fulfill God's assignment upon your life. Amen. And in order to do it, you're going to have to draw on power, the power of God. Amen. And so to move forward, I said, if we're having a conference on moving forward, then it's going to take some power to move forward. Because sometimes you may want to quit. Sometimes you don't want to take the next step. Sometimes you don't want to go on. Sometimes your feeling got hurt, maybe even at church. But it takes power to overcome all of those challenges and keep moving forward so you can finish what you were assigned here to do. You don't want to be the person that got halfway, a quarter of the way, and then you did not finish because pressure came on your life. You want to be the person that is standing perfect and complete in all the will of God. You want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful. I finished my assignment. Yes, I felt like quitting at times, but God's power gave me the ability to go on. Even though I felt like I was by myself sometimes, even though I felt like others had betrayed me, even if I felt like it wasn't enough people around me, but God empowered me to go on anyway. I received power. That's how I finished. I received the power of God in my life. I was able to hold my head up. I was able to stand up. I was able to move on when I was all by myself. I was able to encourage myself when people left me, when it seemed like I was, because I had some power. You're going to get some power tonight because God wants you to finish. We're building a brand new building. Praise God because we got power to build it. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was building a building and um, everything. it takes power to do everything it takes power of God to do everything see we we can't think we just need power because we got a challenge you have to have power all the time you can't use faith just because you think you're going through something. The Bible said we walk by faith, which means that every day 
my culture, my lifestyle is trusting God that his purpose is going to be fulfilled in my life no matter what it looks like. So I don't use faith just because I'm going through something. Because it was never designed for just to be a reoccurring situation. It's supposed to be constant. They don't, they don't just, they don't wait. Your power company don't wait to hang cables on your house just because you're going to turn on the stove. The power is present all the time. Amen. Praise God. And even though I'm being persecuted, maybe even though I'm going through a challenge, the power is always there. Somebody say the power's present. No matter what's happening, the power is present. So it takes a lot to build a building. I mean, when you go from, they none out there but track, grass, and trees, it takes a lot to build a building. So many parts have to go in it. People had to come out and bulldozers, knock down trees and all that kind of stuff like that. And then you got to build a foundation of rock and concrete. Then you got to put steel. Then you got to put an outside on it. Then you got to, you know, an outside cover, a roof on the top of it. Then you got to divide all the wa walls up. Then you got to run, you know, you got to run plumbing in there. You got to run water and stuff in there. You, you got to put in HVAC and all that stuff. And all those parts go in. But it doesn't matter that you got furniture in there. You finally put your drywall up. You got furniture in there. You got desks. You got carpet. You got laminate flooring. You got beautiful light fixtures. But if you don't run power to that building, if you do not run power to that building, it doesn't matter what you have in there. You're not going to get to use it. So the other day, I saw some pole. I saw some stakes in the ground. I didn't know what they were for. I said, somebody put out some stakes out here on the ground. I didn't know what those stakes were for. And then I started leaving, and I came out of the driveway, and I, I looked out on the street, and Nashville Electric Service has sprayed in the street. It's going to take three poles and 500 feet of line to get power to this building. I said, they got us signed up for power. We're going to turn this thing off. <laughs> I realize it don't matter what you put in there if you don't have power. Well, praise God. The Bible says, <laughs> because God has fearfully and wonderfully made you and created you and gave you assignment and purpose, he said, I want you to receive power now. I want you to become recipients of power to begin to energize all the gifts, all the talents, all the assignments on your life, all the purposes that you've been called to. Praise God, when power hits your life, it makes you different than everybody else around you. I'm thinking about the three Hebrew boys and in the book of Daniel, when the power of God hit them, they became 10 times smarter than everybody in the classroom. Don't you know you're going to show up when you're 10 times smarter than everybody in your class? People are going to be looking for you for homework help. People are going to be looking to copy your homework. Praise God. It's going to make you different than everybody around you. God wants you to have power for distinction. Open your Bibles here and let's go over here and look in, um, let's go over here and look at Matthew. I'm going to give you some scripture here. I believe I'll start there. I want to talk about this here a minute. Give you some scriptures to see you, see where people needed the supernatural power of God. Matthew chapter 14, that's where I want to go right now. Matthew chapter 14. Somebody say the power is working in me to fulfill my destiny. Hallelujah. Look at Matthew chapter 14 and verse 24. And this is talking about 
Jesus said in his disciples, we'll probably start over here at verse, verse 23, 22. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, and it says, uh, straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get in the ship and to go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. So Jesus gave the disciples an assignment. Amen. And it seems like a simple assignment. But it doesn't matter whether it seems like it is a simple assignment. You're going to need power to get it done. And a lot of times we think things are going to be simple. But just because God gave you that assignment. And because it's an assignment from God and the enemy knows it. You're going to get some opposition. There was a whole lot of boats took off that day. That wasn't the only boat out there. Just because you got in the boat, tagged Jesus, the enemy decides to bring some pressure against you. Because other boats can take off, but your boat is taken off with a purpose. It's got a, design, a divine heavenly assignment on it. And there may be challenges that you may go through that others never see because their lifestyle is not on assignment yet, but yours is. The first building I, we built in, um, in Nashville, I didn't know all the challenges I was going to run into. I thought it was just going to be a building going up. But challenges will come to your life, and the only way to get through it is you're going to need some power, the power of God to move you forward and get through this. Look at what it says right here. It says right here, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Somebody say contrary. That means there's opposition being arrayed against you just because you're on assignment from God. When I started off building this building, I thought everybody would like to have a church in their neighborhood. <laughs> so <laughs> I went to the neighborhood association. I went to the neighborhood association since I bought land in this community, and I thought they would be excited. And when I showed up at the Neighborhood Association, they thought I worked for the, they thought I had a suit in town. They thought I worked there. I said, no. I said, I don't work here. I said, I heard y'all was having a meeting, and I want to let y'all know I just bought some land in this community and plan on building a church there. I said, what do y'all think about that? They said, that's fine. That's good. I said, wonderful, we got a plan then. I walked out. As soon as I filed for the building permit, it seemed like the wind started blowing. I mean, the wind started blowing. The same people that told me it was okay start saying ugly things, start telling me I'd never build a church in that community. And I'm wondering, where did this come from? See, when you have purpose, the wind is going to blow. When you get on assignment, the wind is going to blow. When you get on assignment, pressure is going to come. The way God's got this thing planned is purpose comes first. Then because you got purpose, the pressure is going to come. When the pressure comes, you're going to need the power to overcome it. You're going to need power to overcome it. And you're going to need power because it's the plan of God to get that church in that community. And in order to get it done, you're going to have to be able to move forward. You can't plan it and don't finish it. You can't get it half built and don't finish it. You have to finish. You have to stand perfect and complete in everything that God assigns you. And you're going to have to have power to get to the end of the thing. You don't want to get in a place where all of a sudden the pressure gets too 
the persecution gets so great and the pressure gets so great that you quit. Last thing you want to be is someone that quit what God assigned you to do. I'm so glad I'm not a quitter. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad I'm not a quitter. Praise God. So, uh, I got a call from the, I got a call from the councilman. He was on the phone, a councilman for that area. He says, I'm not going to help you. He said, when you go to the, 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 the planning meeting, the codes meeting, he said, I want you to know that I oppose you. That I'm going to do whatever's in my power to stop you and don't call me back anymore talking about this project. When I got <laughs> to the, when I finally got to the meeting, I had to keep saying what God told me to say. He said, you go and you build the building and I'm on assignment from heaven and the building's coming up. And no matter what it takes, we're going to get this thing done. You have to keep saying what God said in the midst of pressure if you want to see power. You have to keep saying what he said. You can't get up and say, so many people are against me. This is hard. <laughs> you can't say that. And it was so interesting. <laughs> we got to the uh, we got to the meeting. I listened to God. I did everything he told me to do. We got to the meeting and there was a whole board sitting there to decide on the project whether we we're going to get to go forward or not. And so um, they said this. Everybody that's here that's against the project, stand up. So what I need y'all to do is everybody to stand up except for this row right here. Now, I'm going to say this again. It's whoever here is against the project, we need you to stand up. Now, I want all y'all to stand up except for this row right here. When you, I was sitting right there with Pastor Cynthia, the engineer, and then there was one lady in the community, the only one that had some sense. <laughs> You know, when, when you hear the chance rolling, y'all hear, did y'all hear when you stood up, you made noise? So when you sitting there, you just heard a lot of noise. You just know a whole lot of people stood up, but you don't know how many stood up. <laughs> so I, I turned around to take a peek. <laughs> and when I turned around, the whole room is standing up. But see, God wrote a scripture in the Bible. <clears throat> if God be for you, Come on now. If God be for you, which means when he said he's for you, it's not that he just raising his hand. He's coming with some power. He's coming with some power. Amen. And then they said, sit down. Then they said, this is the first row. Please stand up because we already had enough people <laughs> to stand up on the wrong thing. They said, everybody that wants the project, stand up. So the first row, stand up. Well, if you are using a count of heads to determine if you are going forward. This is why the Bible said we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. You're not supposed to be counting what's against you. Praise God. It reminded me of the prophet. He said, uh, his servant woke up and said, we're in trouble. They got the whole city surrounded. And then the Bible said, God, he said, the prophet prayed for his servant and said, Lord, open his eyes. There's more for you than it's ever going to be against you. Or we can say it's more power to move you forward than it's any power to hold you back. Come on now. Praise God. So you want to learn how to laugh your way through this thing. Yes, I'm going to help yes, you with that in a minute. Yes. <laughs> Praise God forever. You want to learn how to laugh your way through this thing. 
because it's always more for you than it's against you. There's always more provision for you than there's ever been lack. There's always more healing for you than it's always been been the sickness. It's always more deliverance for you, amen, than it's ever been mental illness. It's always more for you, praise God, because God knows I'm going to have to exert power. Come on now, I'm going to have to get some power to get you through this thing. I'm going to have some power to get your mind right. I'm going to have some power to get your body right. I got to have some power to get your joy right. I'm going to have to give you some power to get through this thing. I'm going to give you some power when it don't look like your family's working right. I'm going to give you some power when it don't look like things in the country is going right. You are going to get to the end of your destiny because of the power of God. Say amen to that. Say I'm finishing. Because of the power of God. So, my role stood up. But if you'd have seen in heaven, come on now. Come on now. If you'd, seen, if you'd have seen what was standing up in heaven, come on now. Gabriel was standing up, praise God. All the angels were singing when Jesus was born, praise God. All of them were standing up, praise God. There was an innumerable company standing with you. So if you could see in the supernatural, you had already had it made. So you should have been shouting and laughing in the midst of trouble. That's why the Bible said, count it all joy. When you go through different trials and different tests, you count it all joy because you got power working for you. God's going to fix your mind, fix your family, fix everything that's around you that's out of order. You ought to count it all joy when pressure comes. Why? Because I'm connected to power. I'm connected to the answer. Yes, I am. I'm connected. I swear. And then this one little lady stood up on the end. I don't know why. People wouldn't want a church in their community. Why? People, you can go down there and get saved. I call church the greatest place on earth. It's the only place where the gates of hell don't prevail against you. It's the only place where hell can't win when down there. If it's a real church, hell can't win. It can come, but it can't win. He said, I give you power to tread upon all the works of the enemy. I'm giving you power to tread upon all the works of the enemy. I'm giving you power to tread upon all the works of the enemy. So I don't care what you do. I got power to tread upon it. I don't care what you touch. I got power to get you off of it. I don't care what you talk to. I got power to cast down that imagination. I don't care what you do. I got power to overcome it. I'm hooked up. Ain't coming out of here hooked up. I'm not disconnecting. So, this woman spoke, and then we sat down. Go ahead, y'all sit down. Then they started the meeting. God told me everything to say, and He told me everything to do. And then it came to, they closed the meeting. And the board member said, eventually said, uh, the pastor has everything, he has every right to build that building. Even though the councilman is against him, and even though there's more people here, he has every right. Come on, somebody say he got every right. Come on now. He got every right. The purpose of the Bible is so you know your rights. You're supposed to know I got every right to live with power. Amen. Jesus died so I can live with power. Amen. I got every right to live an empowered life. Come on, now. Come on now. I got every right to live in empowered life. I got every right to get goosebumps when the Holy Ghost want to do it. Praise God. I got every right to exact and use power. 
You got to understand power. <laughs> you're not just the recipients of power. You're the owner. You're the owner. Power is a part of your inheritance. You're an heir of God and a joint heir of Jesus Christ and everything he has is yours. So you are heir of power. You are owner of power. So you can turn it on when you want to. Amen. When he was telling the children, when he was telling, when, when he was talking to the early church, he says, now you shall receive power. And he wasn't talking about just receiving it as a recipient. That word receive means to take it. Take it because it's yours. Heir means owner. See, the church is going to have to quit acting like borrowers, users, and become owners. When you are an heir, that means somebody died for you to get something. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. He died for you to get something and wrote your name down. Come on now. He said, don't rejoice that you got power to tread upon it. Rejoice that your name is written in heaven, that you are an heir of prosperity. You are an heir of healing. You are an heir of peace. You are an heir of joy. You, gotta, you are an heir of triumphant. You are an heir of victory. You are an heir of the ability to overcome. And God looks at you now and after his work is done on you and after he's empowered your life and made you owners, he said, you are more than a conqueror. So I don't care what you go through, get ready to come out on the other side. Because even though things are contrary to you, you're going to come out on the other side. See, when you the owner, you change your disposition on your face. It changes. It's over before it gets started. So the board was sitting up and said, you got every right to, you got every right to build that building. They said, Pastor Rogan, will you do these things? They said, a few things we need you to do. I said, yeah, I'll do every one of them. And they stamped and said, Approved. And then I was looking at a room full of haters. I said, back on up. Because the same power that got it approved. Then the councilman, he got so mad. Because he told those people he was the councilman. And he was going to get it done for them. So what you got to realize, that I don't care who it is, no one can derail your purpose because your purpose is moving with power. And really, they've been better off saying yes than going through all of that. Yeah, you've just been better off saying yes. Instead of getting up, going down to City Hall and raising your flag up and hollering and yelling, no church, no church, no. And going there and stressing yourself out and talking ugly to the preacher and all kinds of things. To hear approved. I just want you to know your stuff. So you can go to sleep at night. <laughs> Jesus went to sleep in a storm. <laughs> he went to sleep in the storm because the Bible said we're kept by the power. So even when it's storming, the power is still keeping me. So it don't matter what it looks like on the outside. I'm going to be all right on the inside because I got power keeping me. 
protection power, deliverance power. The angels of the Lord encamp around about me power because God planted on me finishing what he assigned me to do. No obstacle can stop you. Well, anyway, the councilman hadn't learned a lesson. He was mad because he got embarrassed in front of all his constituents. <laughs> so he went over and grabbed me by the arm. Stand up, son, right here. You be me. I'll be the counselor. <laughs> you minding your own business, walking out the door, talking about, thank you, Jesus. Won't he do it? You just keep walking that way. You're me. You walking out the building and saying, thank you, Jesus. Won't he do it? Ain't he all right? I told y'all. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I get this grabbing on my arm. Well, I'm from the hood. <laughs> Boy, he better be glad the power of God was on me that day. <laughs> the power of God will keep you from going off. That's why you need power. It'll keep you from going off. Normally, I was. Yes, may I help you? He said, from this moment forward, I want you to know that I am your enemy. You better cross all your T's and dot all your I's. I started to say, the first I'm going to dot. <laughs> it's going to happen right now. I read it. Dot my first eye. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, son. See, when you're on assignment, I never thought I'd ever stand in a courtroom for anything. I never thought people would talk to me like that. But when you're on assignment, the enemy's number one job is to make sure you don't finish. Minister Morgan said this morning, he said, all of us are called. And all of us have an assignment. Some of you, the enemies come against your home from the time you was a child. The devil is ruthless. He don't care how old you are. Everything's not perfect in your home. You just got one decision to make. That I'm going to live with power. Through whatever opposition that comes. And even if I can't change this house, I'm going to have my own someday. Right. Come on. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. My dad left when I was five years old. I just told my children, I'll never leave y'all. I just... I just decided to make a difference in my own house. And God's going to cause you to have your own house someday. You just draw a line in the sand, determine you're going to live with the power of God. I didn't know. <laughs> I'll make a long story short. The guy grabbed my arm. I said, You ain't supposed to be doing that as a counselor, you're supposed to be a politician. 
I think that's an ethics violation. So I say, I got hot. I said, Cynthia, I'm going to file an ethics complaint. Next thing I know, I was summoned to another meeting, Channel 5 News, and everybody was out there. Yes, it was. It was in the newspaper, ethics complaint, filed by pastor on the councilman. I said, this thing got real now. <laughs> so we go into this meeting, this room. We sit down to all these people in here. And uh, we go in this room, sit down all these people in here. I'm talking about persecution, overcoming, because you got, and overcoming because you got purpose. Say, I'm going to win. Gonna no matter what the situation I'm winning. I'm winning. So we go into this meeting, and they ask the councilman, did he grab me, and did he say those things? And he said, no, I didn't do it. I said, what? And then city lawyer spoke up. She says, nah, this ain't a what whether you did it or not, because we got two sworn witnesses to say they saw you do that. So you just lied to this whole committee. The question is, is an ethnic violation? So they decided, because it's not written on the books, da, 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 that it wasn't. So they had the cameras, Channel 5. They wanted to announce impeachment and everything. So they let him off the hook. I was kind of hot. I wanted to see him go down in flames. <laughs> we got to be careful about wanting vengeance. And thank God for my wonderful wife. She said, Keith, she said, Keith, you are a winner. You are a champion. Your building is coming up. That was your assignment. You're still on assignment. And for the rest of his life, he will know that you know that he is a liar. And he's done being used by the enemy for the rest of your life. Then about, we started another project building some housing. housing. And the neighborhood didn't like that either. And then they called a councilman again. And I saw him come through the neighborhood. I jumped in my car just like I was 5-0. <laughs> Police. And I chased him down and pulled him over. I was blowing. I didn't have a siren. I blowing my horn. I said, pull over. This is my hood. You're under arrest. <laughs> he got in a car. I got out of the car. I wanted to say license. But anyway. I said, can I help you? And he said, Pastor Rogan. He said, people thought you were going to hurt this community. He said, you have done nothing but help this community. Everything you put in this neighborhood is top of the line. And I want you to know that any help you ever need, all you got to do is call me. And whatever support you need, you can count on me to do it. Power of God. Even if it has to change the hearts of people. So what the power does, it changes everything. It puts everything back in place so that it looks like at the end, the persecution never came against your life. It puts everything back in place. It looks like you never had enemies. It looked like you've never been threatened before. The power of God is so important to have it. And the Bible says, Jesus said to the church, you're supposed to receive power, that I want you to take it. I want you to use it so that you can fulfill the assignment I have in your life. 
And I'm giving you enough power that it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. It don't matter what challenge comes against you. You're going to come out victorious. No matter what. We start building that first building. Next thing I know, I was $300,000 short. Have you ever been $300,000 short? But it doesn't matter that you're $300,000 short because you hooked up with power. But that was one of the first times it really perplexed me. So I picked up the phone and I called Dr. Jacobs. I said, Dr. Jacobs, how you doing? You know, sometimes people call you, but they got the big load coming after the small talk. <laughs> Just want to soften up the audience. <laughs> you doing? I called him. <laughs> I don't make calls like this no more because of what he said. As soon as I told him I was $300,000 short, the profit hat went on. You could hear change on the phone. <laughs> he said, I got number one question to ask you. Did God... Did God tell you to build this? That's all I got to ask. Is it in your purpose? So you got to know your purpose. I do nothing without purpose. Nothing. I have no aspirations. I have no personal ego or ambition. So whatever heaven wants. So I responded. I said, yes, he did. Then he said, go ahead and build that building. See, because you're following the purpose, you may have some pressure and some persecution, but power is available because you're hooked up to it all the time so you can stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Look at your neighbor again and say, I'm going to finish. Because I'm connected to power. <laughs> Praise God. So it doesn't matter what it looks like in your checkbook. It doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It don't matter what kind of report I got. All I need to know is my purpose. And I need to know the plan because the power is hooked up to that. And everything is going to be fulfilled. So he says, okay, you hooked up, right? He says, go ahead and build it. I spent every dime in the checking account. And the project was, it looked incomplete. And then there was a man in the neighborhood. Because he wanted to write. Here's what they said. They said, ain't no way 40 people can build that building. That's what they said. People in the community. They said, he ain't going to finish. He's not going to finish. People can look at your life and you can, you got to be careful who you tell your dreams to anyway. But they don't know you connected with heaven. And when you connected with heaven, with the purpose of heaven, heaven doesn't have an option. Yeah. Better get that one. Yeah. It doesn't have an option whether or not it's going to supply if you believe it. Because the power was there anyway. Yeah. Spend every dime. And then this man, he would come by every morning and take a picture of the building. One guy used to drive by and said, I don't like your building, preacher, it's ugly. That's when hood want to come out again. <laughs> you didn't even have to say that. Just keep jogging. Just keep jogging. You didn't have to say that. We're not even done yet. 
It's supposed to look ugly, dirt moving everywhere. We ain't done yet. Just hold on. Give us a minute. The guy get up every day and try to take a picture of your incomplete state. <laughs> Have you ever had somebody take a picture of your incomplete state and try to tell you that's you? So you give up because of where it looks like you are right now. Sometimes people want to declare your current state your finished state. Come on now. Look to your neighbor and say, he's not through with me yet. <laughs> Still some power flowing. Taking pictures of my incompletion. The enemy would try to do that to you. To try to tell you you're not going to finish. Try to catch you at a low moment. Try to catch you during a time of testing, trial, and pressure. To say this is you. Now he ain't seen you yet. The Bible said I hadn't seen nor ear heard neither entered in the heart of man. The things that God have prepared for you. Because you love him. Anyway, out of money, God told me to do it. Always have the last say if you want power to flow. Never let your circumstance speak to you. Always have the last say if you want power to flow. After Goliath got through telling David how he was going to do what he was going to do, then David started talking. I'm going to cut your big basketball head off. <laughs> yes, I am. Right out here in front of everybody. And all the world will know that there's a God in Israel. God wants you to be so successful in his plan that people around you know that healing is available. Deliverance is available. Joy and peace and prosperity. He wants you to win so that people around you can see the power of God working through you so they will have hope. So he doesn't need you to quit no matter where you are. He wants you to keep moving. So I said this. No money in the bank. Project half finished. Man outside taking pictures. Gonna go to the newspaper and say, y'all, city, you approved him to do this. And he left the albatross in our neighborhood. But I had been reading in Genesis chapter 22 when Abraham was offering up his son. And the Bible said he learned a revelation that the Lord will provide. I said, God, it don't matter what it looks like. I know the Lord will provide. I got home, the phone rang, and somebody says, Pastor Rogan, I got $100,000. They didn't even know I needed money because I never said anything about it. I called all the workers back. We kept working, and all the money came in to fulfill the job. And then the finish was on the building. It was glowing. And old Kodak pictures <laughs> pulled up in front of the building again. He didn't even notice what happened. It was in its complete state. The power done hit it. It was in its complete state because the power done hit the thing. And he didn't even know it. I watched him. He rolled out of the car like he normally do. Grabbed a hold of his old Kodak and stood and just froze. He just stood there. He didn't even take a picture. He rolled back around and got in his car. Drove off, never came back. <laughs> then here come the old jogger. He's drunk. He's crying. He said, Pastor Rogan, I'm so sorry. He sat down on the sidewalk. And he started crying. He said, I'm so sorry. 
the pressure I brought. He said, will you forgive me? I said, absolutely. Yeah. He come back to the church two years in a row, right about this time. And every year he would write a check for our kids' buses to go to youth camp. When the power is on your side, you are going to win every time. Turn to John chapter 10, verse 18. It's my last verse of scripture. So it don't matter what it feels like. No matter what it looks like. Power's on your side. And it's going to take power to move you forward in everything you do. Over in John chapter 10, verse 18. God's going to help you tonight. You're going to get an impartation of power. I will be in talking about heaven. We'll get an impartation of power. Praise God. Because you're the owner of it, you can use it when you get ready. All you have to do is release the words of your purpose. Keep talking about your purpose. Make a notebook about your purpose and get up every day and talk about who you are. Write a book about you. That you are a child of the Most High God. That you are heir of God and joint heir with Jesus Christ. And everything he has belongs to you. And write down everything that you know that he knows about you that he's revealed to you. And every word of it will come to pass. Amen. Nothing can stop it from coming to pass. Paul had to write, he said, neither death nor life, nor things present, nor things to come, no height, no depth, no angel, no principality. No creature shall be able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, indicating my purpose in Christ, I can never be separated from it. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what's happening, I can't be stopped. Look what it says right here. That's what Jesus said. We'll read John chapter 10, verse 17 and verse 18. Therefore do my father love me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No man take it from me, but I lay it down. I have power. What's somebody say? I have power. To lay it down. And I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. That every place there's a word of God, then there's power. And because God says that power belongs to you, you have, you have authority to use it anytime because you own a sign. I have power to take he said, I got power to take it. Why? Because I got a commandment that said it's mine. I'm the owner of healing. I'm the owner of wealth. I'm the owner of joy. I'm the owner of peace. I'm the owner of every word of God that he spoke to me. I'm not trying to get it. It's mine. It belongs to me. This last building, it cost, I thought it cost 800000 it ended up costing one point five. So I was $700,000 short. Where all the money come in for that? 
So you ain't never really short when you hooked up to the plan of God. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I'm not short. I'm finishing it. I'm in the overflow. I receive power in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands to heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. You ready to receive us some power tonight? I believe the Lord wants me to lay hands on you and minister to you. Hallelujah. For an impartation. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media. 